This was just oh. very, very fun. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I've <laughs> yeah. just noticed something. What? I've recorded so far with the mi- with the laptop microphone. That is, that's okay. That's really upsetting. We can try and save it, but I'm going to sound like garbage for the first half hour of this thing. So, you've been abducted by aliens who are going to stuff you into a machine to relive a weird fantasy pastiche of your worst memory to address your biggest character flaw. Oh, what God. memory will it be? And how can we genrefy it? And you can both answer that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> any of the moments where I cry uncontrollably as a child. Um, so, so, how can we make that about zombies? Um, the, the kids were zombies. <laughs> oh, no. You're joking. Oh, what, what a revelation. <laughs> I wonder you're crying so much. <laughs> yeah, actually, considering that, it's not so bad that I was crying. It's perfectly normal. <laughs> I'm actually fine. I've got nothing to fix. For me, it was um, two... Two jobs that I hated that I didn't allow to end on my terms. Like, they were classic, you could have just stormed out of there and said, fuck this and leave, and I didn't. I waited them to end organically and not be my fault, and I regret that. <laughs> I regret not taking ownership. And I think that could be a wolf man. <laughs> uh, mine, oh god, mine's really bad. It's not like traumatic or anything, but it's really still think about it was i got sort of caught off guard once when the uh, girl told me that she liked me and i didn't Uh know what to say and i was leaving at the time i was like leaving the house at the time Mm. and i was like oh okay um well i'll mull it over (laughs) (laughs) over, oh my god (laughs) you're gonna start that out like i was gonna go home with like a glass of whiskey and you know, <laughs> sit at my desk and mull it over with a cigar. Put on Wagner. <laughs> yes, Margaret, I've decided I do like you. <laughs> we may begin coursing <laughs> now. Welcome to One Good Thing, the podcast that... Wait, why did only some people get visions at the end of the world? Did the aliens do the visions? Why did oh they abduct God. four people before anyone else? Why these people? Why did they actually cure their neuroses? How did that help in the long oh. run? Was that space battle against the aliens part of oh. the process, or did it actually happen? Stop it! Stop it! I'm perplexed. I'm the best doctor you have. <laughs> We are at the butt end of a so far surprisingly and delightfully homoerotic recommendations month. <laughs> Unrelatedly, maybe. Uh, we are joined this week by Chris Attaway. Hello. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Explain yourself and your podcasting circumstances. Uh, I'm Chris and I do a <laughs> podcast that's on Spotify called Left of the Dial. It's a music podcast where mm. people recommend music. Mm. They find it is too. <laughs> Excellent taste and guests. I've been mm, yes. <laughs> I hate your guests. <laughs> <laughs> Chris has joined us this week to discuss definite film, Invasion Planet Earth. Massive explosions are being reported in Mexico City, Los Angeles and San Francisco. President Waterman has warned the governments of the world to brace themselves. Yes, it's definitely it. a film. <laughs> it says so right here on the box. <laughs> 
Second time director Simon Cox's 2019 film actually took the better part of 20 years to get made. It's one of the biggest films of the year to be filmed in Birmingham. (laughs) Uh, Critics reacted to the film like a ropey CGI spaceship attacking them in a car park. Jenny Kermode for Eye for Film (laughs) says shooting for the stars should always be commended, but Cox falls short, leaving it stuck in a cloud. Man hater there. Um, yeah, no. I just enjoy the the image, the image of someone shooting for the stars and just getting lodged into a cloud. <laughs> Fuck! It just feel it does feel appropriate. <laughs> I mean, in in a way, we're we're all trapped in the cloud, aren't we? Our internet joke. Hey, oh, 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 love guys. it, guys! Oh, no, I knew he media. <laughs> Can't resist. I'm too contemporary, if anything. <laughs> the goal was open, and he he had his best shoes on. I shattered it. <laughs> shoes. Shattered right in that goal. Best football shoes. <laughs> oh, God. Meanwhile, the public experienced this like a bunch of school children seeing the end of the world. Mm. Bored. <laughs> um, though, as usual, the film is not without its defenders. C. Benjamin Portway on Google said, a lot of the bad reviews here are from people who were confused by certain plot elements, and I can understand their issues. But if you pay attention and wait it out, most things are explained, and many strands come together in the end. Many. Many of many. them. <laughs> many do. Many of them. Just many, like life. If, if not some. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's, it's just like life, all right? That that <laughs> subplot you had with um, that estranged romantic interest from your early 20s, you're probably not going to see her again, even if you do follow her. She's not going to want to speak to you. <laughs> well, that... what I, what's really interesting is how C. Benjamin Portway actually managed to put his review up with the word Simon Cox crossed out underneath. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that happened. He's oh, weird. God. No, Three Men. In fact, it's an entirely unknown cast. Toya Wilcox. <laughs> yeah, a, I know. A wow. Mostly unknown cast. I love for how long they managed to get Toya Wilcox as well. <laughs> yeah, she, was, she was in it for a time. For a time. It's, it's a sequence. And she sang a song at the end. Did she? That was her? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> end credit song. Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm adding a star to this song's rating. It's the most exciting I've ever heard, Paul. Thank you. <laughs> And the song was written by Simon Cox. Fuck you. An ocean of dreams is pushed too far. Step into the new world. Your chance to shine and start again. Oh my god. This guy's gone up in my estimation. He's like the Will Smith of the UK. <laughs> That's so tragically true. Oh Christ, it's it's wiki wild. And the film has three point two on IMDb, made thirty thousand pounds dollars. Sorry, at the box office. That's worse. That is worse. Um, and has zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So get that jingle out. Fuck! Oh, I love See, that remember jingle. it. It's one of your best. Mm. Ah, so Chris, why have you done this to us? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was a best film way. that I watched with a couple of mates. Um, usually, when we can all meet up in the real world, we meet up, you know, have a pizza and just watch a bit of crab. We call mm. it a stag do. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we hadn't we hadn't done a stag do for a while. 
So we um, we got together pandemic style and watched and we just scrolled through. We just picked it because it looked like it would be like a action sci-fi thing that we could look at yeah. for a bit and talk to each other. Rump and um, yeah, and just as it as it went on, we just fell to pieces. <laughs> I, I mean, I laughed. I laughed a lot watching this film, and I I wanted to share that with you. I'm very Thank appreciative. Thank you very and much. Actually, before we start, Chris, you recorded yourself and some of your friends watching the film <laughs> yeah. and have been so kind as to offer some of the clips of that experience, which um, <laughs> yeah. I think will make a nice little primer for our plot rundown. Here you go, <laughs> listeners. You know how, like, anyone can make a podcast and upload it and then it's just a podcast that's out there? It's sort of the same with films on Amazon Prime, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening now? What is going on? <laughs> What's happening? What has happened though? What? I don't know what's going on now. <laughs> oh, there are zombies now. Okay. What is going on? What's happening? What reaction is he meant to have? What the fucking hell is going on? What's this now? What are they all saying? I don't understand it. How has this even got three stars? <laughs> That's fucking pushing it. <laughs> Stop it! Cut! <laughs> this was such a good choice. What happens in this here movie? Uh, we witness all of the budget in the first five seconds of the movie. Um, <laughs> Very much like that fucking, what was it, the Tony Jaa experience we had recently? Oh, Christ, yeah. Although the space, the space, the universe here looked better than it did in Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu, thank Tony, you. Tony yes. Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, it, then we cut to a kid who's playing with a spaceship and a car, and it's quite nice. Um, and then he It's like beginning of Pearl Harbor. It's, it's, it's exactly Pearl Harbor. And... <laughs> The kid, uh, the kid, and some other kids run around, and uh, they bump into his dad, who is a, a wonderful man with the best accent I've ever heard. <laughs> and and yeah, you're gonna have trouble pinning this down in terms of where it is in our blessed isles. It's a West Country sort of, sort of. Oh, this, yeah, the accent's West Country. Oh, the film itself. Yeah, it's kind of a roving landscape of of the UK. I think you'll find it yeah, takes place knows? on planet Earth. The clues in the name. <laughs> it's, a, it's a universal story. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot going on. We can be sure of that. And it's representative of uh, the multicultural mongrel nation that, that we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris. Well, look, there's some, fun- some funky music starts over the credits and I get very worried. I'm very worried about the experience that lies ahead. Um, but we then get a sequence between our main guy, British Jeff. <laughs> That's what I've decided to call him. His name's Tom. British Jeff. Mm. And um, he has an interaction with his wife, not Ellie Taylor, mm. who, which um, really demonstrates just some of the best microphones you can buy at Curry's. <laughs> Here we go again. We need some hope. Yeah, I had a lottery ticket and give it lots of hope. I'll see what happens. For use anyway. Can't change anything. My lucky tie. I thought you didn't believe in luck or hope. I I, I did wonder because um, I bought this. <laughs> you know, I I paid for this. Yeah. Um, as as you should support independent <laughs> cinema. But I had to keep checking it um, to make sure I hadn't actually, actually torrented it. And um, 
and displace my own memory out of guilt because it did. You do invent so entire good. memories of visiting a video shop to buy the films that you rip off. You really, you you're really a have terrible. To. You're you're like the machinist. <laughs> I, 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 that's why I'm Iron Man. Yeah. So, so this guy is is uh, what's his name? Tom? Did you say? I'm go- I'm gonna call him Jeff, but his name okay. is Tom. So I wrote... decide whether to join me in my buffoonery. Because I wrote down Mark, so I'm just gonna stick with that. <laughs> um, he's he's playing. He's, he's all of these things. Yeah. He's playing the most broken man, the man most worn down by Britain. I think. <laughs> and it takes there's some competition. Is that why he dresses like a like he's a local <laughs> Labour candidate? <laughs> <laughs> I loved his costume design so much, and it becomes so important near the end. <laughs> oh God! So he goes off to have a bit of a mourn in a funeral. In a in a funeral, <laughs> Jesus is really inappropriate. Can you leave, mate? We're really busy here. He goes tragic. to a graveyard to mourn his dead daughter. Oh yeah. no! Um, and his wife's now newly pregnant. She, however, has gone back to the school, and it occurs to me, based on her interaction with the kids, just how sarcastic that good morning thing is that all kids, mm. all British school kids do. <laughs> that would really wear away at me day after day, year after year. Good morning, children. Good morning, Mrs. Dunn. Good morning, Mr. Salt. <laughs> That's a soul drain, I've got to say. <laughs> We're not paying teachers enough to put up with that. <laughs> hear that? Boris, <laughs> stop listening. We've asked. Imagine if the pre- if every um, Downing Street conference began with "Good, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Mister Johnson." Would he like it or would he not? I, th- I think it's both. It's the same people who put out that civil service tweet. Can you imagine working with these truth twisters? They just <laughs> walking into the civil service is just like that. Oh god! But Jeff decides he's going to call his wife from the ce- from the cemetery and leaves a fantastic voicemail message. Mandy, it's me. Let's meet later. Hi, let's speak later. (laughs) (laughs) But this riveting stuff is interrupted by Invasion Planet Earth. No! Yeah, oh fuck. Well, it it delivers exactly what was promised. So, um... (laughs) So the big explosion. Well, well, yeah, there's some explosions. The the people in the uh, mental hospital that uh, Jeff works in. Jeff Mark. Yep. Um, they will try to escape, but oh no, the uh, fire exit that Jeff Mark had sworn was okay, that was fixed... (laughs) Is now not fixed. No. Oh, um, shit. Who could have so, foreseen such a thing? But um, So that's it. That's all, all their shit truly fucked a up. A couple of things before we skip those five scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff dramatically announces that um, that fire door was brand spanking new in a very, a very bold way. So I really believed him. It's fine. It doesn't have a lock because it's a fire door. I know, but anyone can get in. It's brand spanking new and can only be opened from the inside. Trust me. And he also had some very strong views about those loud-mouthed terrorists. <laughs> yes. And then we meet some of our wacky characters we're going to get to enjoy. Like, not Kevin Eldon. Kevin Seldon? Is that track? <laughs> It'll do. Bevan Eldon. Um, I didn't come up with nicknames for the other. I was too happy with Kevin Seldon. <laughs> um, short-haired lass. Yeah. Drug addict lady. Yes. Yeah. Um, and what is the other one's deal? The lady with the long hair? Just a bit angry now and then. She's very angry she's now and then. Extremely angry now and then. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, with the fellowship, oh. uh, brought to screen. We turn left to Mordor. Um, we do get a newscast, which um, is pretty amazing, including a guy saying an African diplomat is calling it yes. a vision of the apocalyptic. <laughs> yes. An African diplomat. Who is he? Be more specific. That broadens Why your are horizons. We you don't need to know which I read one. it on Twitter earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we, yeah, we get some really wonderful uh, 
bit of news reporting here where the <laughs> the anchor is going around asking people and he just happens to find poets <laughs> uh, every single every single one of them smoke fire everywhere i tell you something bad is coming really bad i can feel it in every ounce of my being yeah he was good the guy that guy who says something very bad is coming he's very the dramatic father. yeah oh. he is yeah like you'd never see that in a news report it's ridiculous yeah. <laughs> and yeah alien ship a- alien ship they get sucked up into it um eventually <laughs> and um yep. Oh, God, we have a, a series of events, Paul and Chris. Well, it flies out into space and we get this wonderful transition from Sutton Coalfield or whatever the fuck <laughs> to outer space. And I just can't help but smile of the, of the contrast. This isn't Tring. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got a feeling we're not in Milton Keynes anymore. <laughs> and yeah, at this point, the plot does, in fact, become any old shit. Well, you can, you can keep going on with that. I'm going to make a list of uh, towns that my train line stops on. <laughs> <laughs> You forgot Bletchley, Bletchley. Hempstead. <laughs> what about oh, Northampton, nice. home of car shop? Northampton, of course, yeah. <laughs> home of the car shop. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Oh look, he's he's found the other named characters. I can't even <laughs> yeah. describe that as being contrived because I don't know what the fuck is going on. But at, yeah, at this point, I I absolutely lose it. Yeah. All of no, there's nothing all to of, be said now. <laughs> all of the things are happening, like. To all of the people in all of the places. They're in a hotel. Yeah, I, 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 and I wrote this down, Paul, and I'm, I think a long setup is is the best way of doing this. Um, yeah. Because I, I, I noted that as he was being sucked into the spaceship, there was you know definite two thousand and one vibes uh, as he was going through the sort of vortex, mm. and then um, he wakes up in this hotel, and I wrote down he wakes up in the pre-Renaissance room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the end of it. You thought that was a part of the setup. No, when I stopped speaking, that was the end of the joke. <laughs> Oh, it's really. It's, I've told it's very you to smart, introduce actually. a clapping system. <laughs> oh God, sorry. That's you know, you just make yourself cry. <laughs> just really sob and cry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, he leaves the pre-Renaissance room. Actually, that's really good. Thinking yeah, about it. better, like better written down, I think. <laughs> he leaves, and yeah, his mate is now an assassin, and he shoots he, all of the other yes, friends. He's but very good. Then they're on a, then they're on a street, and there are zombies. Yes. Yeah. And then they're in a sort of kitchen and he's tied to a table and um an angry lady has some garden shears and she's gonna cut his balls off i imagine classic he has to pay for what he did he has to pay for what he did very angry (laughs) there's i I don't know where this comes there's a scene where they're in a gallery and some of the movie's production art is shown and it's very funny that's very good (laughs) because it's a proper art gallery and they've just got like something that Artie Jeff, I can't call them all Jeff. <laughs> Artie Barry, the production designer, did, and it's very good. It's it's meta. Meta is good. <laughs> but I, they're I think... also on an alien planet. Yes, with like an extra moon. Yeah, they're in limbo at this stage. Yeah, it, like because yeah, they, he's spat out of this ship or something, and he ends up on on the, in this ocean. Mm. And um, yeah, the music for from Inception definitely doesn't play. And then. Um, he uh, yeah gets to shore and he finds the crew, the posse, and um, the named characters. The named characters, yep. Uh, Jeff, one, two, three, and four, and <laughs> and then as, as they're sort of roving around, going, "What's what is what is going on?" For God's sake! Yes, um, showing off the real dramatic potential of um, their their accents. Yep. <laughs> so Tom, we've all faced our demons. What about you? I'm sure Tom's perfect. No skeletons in your closet, eh? Sorry, guys. 
You might have all seen the light, but I just want to get out of here. We do have faith in you, Tom. But what aren't you telling us? Look, I give up with you lot. Excuse me, can somebody mind explaining what's going on? <laughs> the, 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 the crapness what? that um, at, at the Frost, Peg and Wright peak, they embraced ironically. Um, yeah, but as they do this, they realise, or we realise as an audience, that their, their visions uh, actually had more. Because the visions earlier were well, sort of cut off at cliffhanger moments. And then they, yeah. they experience them again. And the one with the shooty guy, with Ge- Gavin Eldon, <laughs> ends with ends with Tom Jeffmark talking him out of it. Right. So they um, all go out of their flaws, right? Angry lady's yeah. not angry anymore. Addiction lady is not addicted yeah. anymore. And Kevin Eldon is no longer an international assassin. So, yeah. <laughs> so it all works out for everybody, everybody except for him. But Jeff's not happy with this. He's, he's disappointed. No. And there's a cliffside confrontation. And Jeff's acting gets much worse, which relieves me because I was hoping for something like that. He, he jumps off the cliff onto a rubbish CG effect, and the library epic music starts. At this stage, the movie is starting to turn around for me, and I just need, it to, I just need okay. a few more bits like this, and I will be able to finish. <laughs> Um, you forgot that when he climbs up that rock, he climbs up a rock and goes, no! <laughs> no! <laughs> Which is one of my favourite bits. He does, yeah, and he really means it. <laughs> no! He's really so, not happy with this. No, he, he has not had his catharsis. He is not, he is not cured <laughs> of the sickness of grieving a dead child. He gets back onto the main ship, but then wakes up in a pod and all his mates are that You know what? The next three yeah. scenes happen and eventually yeah. they're all on the pod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're um, all on the ship, and and they're now observing the Earth. And we go to part three beyond beyond the infinite, beyond the brain, <laughs> yeah. beyond um, comprehension. <laughs> an so... American, we get some shots, some New York things, and then an American radio host says a mysterious thing is in the sky. And to add to that, this this mysterious thing has appeared in the sky. Some are calling it a visual propaganda trick. Others, a bad omen. Well, we should find out soon enough. Oh god, my notes are so scattered. But so is the movie, so... Well, at this point, yeah, I did a time check and um, genuinely scared by the fact there was a half hour left. <laughs> well, this didn't... stage, New York explodes. Yeah. They blow up New York. And someone in a, in a satellite says, was that New York? Which is pretty great. <laughs> Squinting. Yep, yep, I think it was. Whilst looking at a battle you know, damaged, admittedly, Manhattan. We do get the host saying, Manhattan has been destroyed, whilst visibly not destroyed Manhattan is shown. <laughs> and then later that gets reassessed as New York has been destroyed. Aww. Fucking Manhattan-focused media. <laughs> Maybe they were just showing Autumn's you fine. footage of... <laughs> they were showing you footage of Manhattan before it was destroyed to remind you of the better times <laughs> of Manhattan. <laughs> Trying to break it easily. Yeah. Remember this oh, beautiful Christ. place? Someone else says, oh, for God's sake again. <laughs> yeah, and Jesus Christ. They like saying Jesus yeah. Christ quite a bit. Oh, love it. What? I've got a cue. <laughs> Speaking of wonderfully British, um, we hear the words, every measure will be taken to protect our towns and cities um, as the smallest tanks you've ever seen in your fucking life getting rolled out <laughs> on the streets of England. Uncle Jeff's... Uncle Jeff, fuck me. I genuinely tried not to say Jeff. Uncle, Jeff. Uncle Jeff's shotgun is in one of those tanks, so I think we'll be all right. 
Oh, fuck. <laughs> his his old timey war racism is in that tank. <laughs> He's gonna use it to protect our shores. <laughs> Oh god! So, yeah, they destroy a lot of America at this stage, and yeah. um, and sim- around the same time, we learn that um, <laughs> they're saving they're saving humans. So well, why did they destroy yeah. America? Pit of sin. <laughs> How do fuck you work? America? <laughs> uh, We're here to save the English. Um, Post Brexit, fucking aliens. You got to assume that they sucked some of the Americans up, I guess. But uh, <laughs> As it wasn't the. Aliens that blew up America, though, was it? Isn't that revealed? Oh. No, no, no. I think it is. Um, what it is is the aliens attack America, and then the nukes get launched, right? Yeah. Isn't that what happens? Oh, I thought they go up right oh, by General fuck. Lucian. I thought all of the. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck. You knows, might be, to be right. Honest. General it's... Lucian did admit to the attack, actually, but I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm maybe great. okay. Maybe it was a start. It was the start of a nuclear war, and um, the aliens okay. stepped in because just in because, time. Yeah, to yeah. Save us. The, okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah, got to get these these facts straight. It's true. It, it is hard to follow. There's a, we 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 should have waited till the ending because we didn't understand it. We're no better than <laughs> the enemies of whatever his name was. <laughs> Look, a lot of this movie becomes people running around whilst red lasers are shot around them. Um, yeah, that bit goes on. Yeah, it does. Goes on a lot. And goes off. (laughs) And at this point, I do write the note, oh my god, they're actually saving us with their big spiky black spaceships and menacing red lasers. (laughs) (laughs) I just say they could have had a better, they could have had a better, like, PR strategy to this (laughs) rescue attempt. They'd have done better with Dominic Cummings, wouldn't they? (laughs) At least like a little bumper sticker with a smiley face or something. (laughs) (laughs) Just telegraph the intentions. Something a bit cheeky. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe a little sticker with their top five movies. And then we get a dramatic moment where fucking Jeff is on the phone and, you know, they're saying, oh, there's, they're saving us. From who? Who are they saving us from? I'll fucking guess. <laughs> you don't need the dramatic pause on the stretcher. Wait, wait who? who? Oh, it's Zod. <laughs> Zod. Shit, there's another even worse alien around the other side. and He's behind it all. Oh, God. So Jeff has a heart to heart with one of the big, scary, pointy ships. And convinces them to let him <laughs> project, project his message across the world. Yeah. <laughs> Big overhead projector. Oh my god. Yeah. Not Ellie Taylor has somehow managed to sleep through the apocalypse and then yeah, the the, the best fucking thing I've ever seen in my life happens. Cosmic Jeff manages to convince <laughs> the world to be taken. Um I am Cosmic Jeff. <laughs> yeah, hey, and the theremin. And we cut to a church, and even after the destruction of most of the world, Father Gleason can only manage to attend an attendance yeah. of a few dozen. I was also trying to think of a pun on Gleason to fit into this character. Just sing um, another song. Yeah. <laughs> I am Father Gleason. Um, Fuck, this podcast got awesome. <laughs> so yeah, she goes, she goes out, she wanders yeah. into the, the graveyard, and uh, mm. she gets a call from Father Jeff. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, she, from Daddy that? Jeff, who um, <laughs> fuck, I hate me. Um, yeah, she gets a call from Jeff, who who says, "Please come onto the ship. They're saving us all." And she's like, "Nah, well, it's... you're right. I'm 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 happy here." Well, there's none around. So what do you want me to fucking do, Jeff? <laughs> Let them take you. I'm I'm right here. I'm in the open. I'm not doing anything. She doesn't seem bothered whether 
they will come or not, though. No. <laughs> like, if that was me, I'd be like, okay, where are they? Like, tell me. You're up yeah. there. You've got a bird's eye view. Tell me where they are. Look up at the sky. I'm looking up at the sky, I've Jeff. got Wi-Fi on. I'm very findable. <laughs> you see the ship? Yes, I see the ship. It's next to the moon. <laughs> look at the moon. Oh, yeah, there it is. That giant ship. Oh, look. Not Ellie, not Ellie Taylor is able to tell Cosmic Jeff just how great he is before she gets exploded. You okay? I don't know. Tom, I saw you. You incredible. And the movie ends and it starts up again and the wife got taken too. Aww. Hey. <laughs> Bam. Written and directed by Simon Cox in a weird font where his name is smaller than the written and directed by thing. <laughs> oh, Toya Wilcox's excellent song plays and one of the credits in the credits is um, many thanks to Richard Unger for supplying us with his dolly and cranes at the garage shoot. Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Cool. And many thanks to, um, <laughs> to Mr. Smith at the corner who let us have free calippos on the day of film. It's good, isn't it? What is, it's good, isn't it? It's good film. Oh god, it, yeah. Oh man, let's start with you guys. How did it? How did it? How did you find it? The acting is reminiscent of Birdemic. Yes. Uh, the action reminiscent of CBBS. I think Simon Cox used to work in children's TV. That explains a lot. So... Interesting. There is definitely that a hangover of that. <laughs> um, and, but, but there is an awful lot of crap in, in a lot of places. But the ambition <laughs> at times was very interesting and at times was just very, very fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a period of time there where once they were sucked up into the spaceship and they were yeah. going through the different scenarios and then later he's dumped into the, into the ocean. Mm. There was something so unreal about it all that I, I was actually enjoying... <laughs> the the ideas yeah. coming to fruition um and, and i was that's yeah. that's that ambition you know it's <laughs> you've, you've got to admire it and it's at the same time as everything else just being yeah not very good <laughs> um it, it it was it was quite disorienting i found yeah. um and i can imagine how watching this yeah. with a group of people would be really enjoyable yeah, much like yeah. Dawn Merman. I think I, I do feel kind of bad reviewing this one because this isn't some cynical Hollywood cash grab. It feels like an earnest attempt, um, no. earnest but very misguided attempt yeah. to tell a story. Yeah. Um, I think the screenplay yeah. is where it shows the most promise because everything else sucked. Um, it sucks so much. The acting, the cinematography, <laughs> the special effects, the production design, the fucking costumes. It's really redeemable. Bad. I do feel bad about saying all that, but it is accurate. But in terms of screenplay. <laughs> This this would be an what I would describe as a very interesting first draft. Get all your ideas out, yes, and then later on you iron it out, fill in the good dialogue, the characterization, make it flow a mm. bit better. Um, yeah, then it would be entertaining and even provocative. You know, it's it's amazing yeah. that it took well, twenty years to write, but perhaps not if he never edited it and just kept adding to it and coming back with. Oh yeah, I could do this as well, and just put that in there, but never actually <laughs> yeah. read any of the stuff from the um, like never gave it a full read through. I did write down that Simon Cox would make a good ideas guy, <laughs> and maybe get like the <laughs> story Lucas. credit, <laughs> but also you know yeah story credit because it was interesting the way it, it panned out, but yeah. it needed a lot of refinement. It's there. Often hilarious the way it panned out to reveal yeah. the garbage in the frames. But you know how how campy and ridiculous would Tenet have been if? <laughs> If not for better acting and script and cinematography, and been good and editing, I agree. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, please elaborate on your love, sir. 
I just, I think like what Goodman said, the mm. ambition you have to admire. Yeah. We're probably going to, we're probably going to say the word ambition quite a bit, mm. but um, it, it is really ambitious and I love <laughs> it. And it's clearly influenced by some greats like oh, that yeah. you can see Independence Day and oh. Aliens and uh, Terminator 2 in there. Mm. You can see all the, all the bits that he obviously loves Don't and it's clearly... Dead. Yeah, yeah, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, any zombie film. Um, And it's obviously made by someone who loves films. Yeah. And and that shines through. I think that's brilliant. Mm. Um, I agree. (laughs) The acting, man. The acting. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! 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 (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The acting, like, superb. Oh, my God. I think, yeah, we'll move on to whether it counts as, like, a so bad it's good movie in a mo. But, yeah, I will say I do admire the ambition, but... I remember there's a really good Nerdwriter uh, video that is nevertheless hard to watch because it is fairly critical of Interstellar, a film that me and Goodman both like a lot. But mm. it does make the point that maybe Interstellar sacrifices, and I disagree with this, its character and sort of emotional heart in favour of spectacle. And I mm. think this that is something that you could say about this, except that the spectacle is kind of rubbish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not kind of, it's rubbish. It's just, they sacrificed it all for the wonder and awe of the whole thing, and it's... It, it is wonderful and awful in, in different ways. <laughs> but yeah. It's really trying, though, isn't it? It's yeah. really trying. That's what I really like. Gave it a good old bloody go. It, oh, it, in, in terms of reviewing it as a proper movie, I would say it doesn't spend long enough on its characters and it doesn't tie its know. themes together well enough. Yeah. As for whether it's not, it's a so bad it's good movie, it definitely has its moments. I occasionally yeah. found myself wanting it to joke just veer a little further into dark place yep but there are definite <laughs> sequences whole sequences of breen-esque delight yeah where just what they tried to do and what actually was done is just so amusingly at odds with each other that it, it <laughs> does become frankly hysterical <laughs> yeah there's just like i said earlier there's just everything about the crapness of britain i think <laughs> and, and, and yes the what, contrast yeah this the little sets that they managed to get permission to film in from the council um, or the uh, local community centres versus the awe of space. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's something I I genuinely thought True. when learning the title of this movie, I thought we were gonna we would have been recommended some 1950s B movie. Yeah, it sounds it. Yeah, what happens now when <laughs> planet Earth <laughs> is invaded from space? You know, Johnny it, Venus guy has come has come a knocking. Will yeah. America heed the call? <laughs> that, that's what I was expecting from the name. So the the name yeah. alone is weirdly anachronistic for me. You asked me what year it was made, and I said 2019. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, what I, you you must have misread what I said. <laughs> you must have asked. You must have thought I asked what year it was two years. Two years ago, ago yeah. <laughs> and I do ask that sometimes, just as a test. And, uh, <laughs> I never get it right though. That's really <laughs> so, this, so you see why this was especially surprising. Um, but but so, so that alone was was a bit at odds with um <laughs> with contemporary cinema. Yeah, it should have had a one name and title. Yeah, ideally. I get it. Just also. It had a bit of a Doctor Who vibe, but you know, you know that bit mm. of Doctor Who where mm. you think, well, this doesn't look very good, but I'm going to mm. allow it because, yeah, I love the performances and the overarching yeah. story. Yeah, suspend disbelief. It's necessary for yeah, British television. That's, my God, it is, and for life in Britain. <laughs> and, 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 and I think what this, this movie did, other than even when it was in space, but you know, beforehand we spent too much time with 
day-to-day british life um and and that seems morning yeah (laughs) it it seems a weird thing for me to argue that it needed to have less of that but it needed to have more (laughs) character moments it needed to have more fleshing out of of these people um not just their kids dead and (laughs) their kids dead and he's got a guitar in the corner yeah i've I've got to say the moment when he looks over at the kid even though it was just very weirdly framed and the whole thing was shot very strangely. It was the most mm. human moment we got out of Jeff. Um, like the little <laughs> chat he had with his wife. It was it was fairly realistic. Um, <laughs> so maybe like more of that and, and less of him going through the hospital and having the, what, the fucking boardman? Yeah. Like drag his ass through the dirt. <laughs> about yeah. like making repairs when they're trying to shut him down. Fucking hell! Because yeah. it wasn't what was that, that? that didn't come up again. If it was going to be an no. alien no. invasion that focused on cuts and like <laughs> and also, also his his <laughs> dead a... daughter doesn't really come up again until the end, unless I miss something in like his fantasy sequences. But he kept revisiting some sort of accident when he was a kid with his dad, yeah. and I missed one thing. Did he actually save his dad, no. or did his dad die because he tried to it, save him instead yeah, of going exactly. to get help? It looked like he killed his dad. Yeah, um, he's God. whispering to himself, "He's kaleidoscope man." And then yeah. the next shot is the dad's dead. <laughs> Shit. And and then you hear um, over the like as his dad's dead, you just hear "Be spectacular" twice. Yeah, <laughs> with an echo. Yeah. So it was yeah, just it was very Breen. <laughs> yeah, it was very very emotionally tone deaf. I think. <laughs> this, yeah. But again, it's that kind of. Over sincerity and like hyper sincerity, I guess, and I can't knock something for for being sincere because there's a there's a bravery yeah. there, but at the mm. same time you have oh, to sure. you have to know when to. I guess it's killing your darlings and, and knowing. Yeah, telling a smaller story if that's what yeah. you can afford. It yeah. would be more interesting just to watch this guy deal with the death of his dad and the death of his daughter, <laughs> in the context of some weird space communication thing. Like to, maybe yeah. an abduction story. Do close encounters yeah. of the third kind, but it kind of goes on and you know keeps revisiting all these memories and such, and he's not sure what's real. You can do that story on a fairly low budget. It's yeah. the spectacular space stuff. But then again, if you hadn't done the spectacular space stuff, maybe we wouldn't now be talking about it. It's it's true. It's yeah. that awkward thing where you kind of you could veer into failure in order to gain notoriety for your film, but it's hard to say. In any case, I think we should. Move on to fulfilling our brief and talk about the things we liked. Let's yes. uh, let's quick fire. Quick fire. I've got quite a lot of good things because I really <laughs> like this film. Excellent. I've got quite a few too. <laughs> Same. Just top of the list. Basically, it, I just laughed an awful lot. I like. I guess funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I, intentionally or not, this mm. is. I've had a great time <laughs> watching this film. <laughs> uh, some choice lines, for example, uh-huh. when uh, he tries to lift the car and kills his dad i'm guessing that i have no idea what happened there but his that's dad's it, lying dead <laughs> his dad's lying dead under a car he looks over at his mate and his mate goes shall i go get mr robson <laughs> to them he's the defender of the earth shall i get mr robinson it's just, just brilliant. Shit, that's really similar to a line I've got coming up. Yeah. There's great anti-climax um, in some of the like, dialogue. Yeah. It's like what Goodman was saying about the Britishness of it. Yeah. Like the crap Britishness of it. Yeah. Yep. Okay, okay, Mr. Robson. My one is um, uh, angry lady screaming, I don't have a home! <laughs> yes. And then some bloke just says, 
Are you all right, Harriet? I'm not climbing up there. Don't you want to get home? Home? I don't have a home! You all right, Harriet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. It's a dark place, That is pure it? dark place, that. Are you all right? Are you right? all right? <laughs> We, we cut back to the assassination <laughs> sequence, where which, which makes it sound great. Um, and, and, and Jeff is getting Floyd. That's the name of the um, of, of Kevin Eldon. Oh, Kevin Seldon. Yeah, he, he gets Floyd to calm down and not kill him. And he mm. goes, Floyd, be calm. Keep your head. And he walks over to a corpse lying on the floor and goes, you've killed Sam. <laughs> Don't get angry. Keep your head. Calm. Stay calm. Where am I? I don't know. But this is all wrong. Sam! You've killed Sam! Be, be cool, it's no one's fault. Except yours, you fucking <laughs> killer! You fuck! Fucking hell. <laughs> oh god, it's great. Chris. Uh, I like, I actually, I do quite like the opening with that Kaleidoscope Man TV show. Oh, yeah. Like, I liked the, because it looked crap, but it was obviously supposed to look a bit naff. Mm, and yes. the kids are quite enthralled by it, even mm. though they just kind of have bl- blank face. Yes. <laughs> the, the kids are loving it and they're acting it out. And I quite liked the naffness of Kaleidoscope Man. Yeah. I thought that was well done. And the voiceover was really good for it. Excellent. <laughs> good stuff. All right, I'll go chronologically now. So at the very beginning, we get quite a pretty looking galaxy over it's the opening nice. credit shot. I like yeah. it. Yeah, well yeah, done. It's colourful. Yeah. It's kind of late uh, third phase three Marvel esque in terms yeah. of its brightness and <laughs> yeah. yeah. When it goes like from it. the galaxy hard cut to the kid with the spaceship, it's a, mm. it's a really nice cut and some you yeah. know, pleasant music and he's in the car and the camera focuses on the spaceship and you've got the you know tree foliage in the background as the car's going past. It's a, it was a really nice, quiet, well-framed moment. Yeah. Mm. And nice contrast to the never-ending void of space. Yeah, it's quite got quite building <laughs> dramatic music at the space bit, and then it cuts to a nice, mm. calm bit, doesn't it? Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, I thought that the uh, classroom full of kids singing, the animals go in two by two, that bit, and then they mm. sort of do a creepy look out the window quite slowly. Yeah. It's quite creepy, that bit, I thought. Was it meant to be creepy? Because I agree that that's exactly what it looked like. It looked like suddenly half the kids were now possessed by evil. Yeah, look, children of the corny. Exactly. I thought, what, well, have they been directed to look shocked? Because that's not coming across. They look terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I took that as like, you know, they were all possessed now or something. But Yeah, that's what I thought. It's all shit, all the kids have turned. Yeah. <laughs> Oh Christ! Oh, and it had the it had that effect on me. I thought it was creepy, but if <laughs> I wasn't supposed to be creeped out, then it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> Just endearing children. <laughs> um, none of the TV announcers or newsreaders sound real, um, and it's very yeah. very amusing. Right from the off, the TV announcer for the seventies TV show is just not right, and I. <laughs> I really appreciated that. And now on Channel 3, are you ready for action? Well, hold on to your seats. It's Kaleidoscope Man. There is a... I think it's the board member who comes in to shut everything down. Mm. Um, who looks? He looks exactly like Vincent Cassell. Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah. It was unreal. <laughs> My God. I thought I recognised like, him. Like, down to everything. The bags under his <laughs> yeah, eyes. Yeah, I it's thought just, I recognised him. It was just Vincent. <laughs> do he it. does do some crap English stuff now and then. He was in Cinema Paradise. Um, 
Cinema parody, so great. <laughs> Guest house parody, so he shit was English film. Rick Mail and Adrian Edmonds. Yeah. <laughs> shit oh. English film cinema parody, so. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. They did that on purpose. <laughs> so I probably have seen that guy somewhere then. I, re- oh, I did yeah. recognise him. There, I thought, so there's a part where the teacher, Mandy, she's looking through the children's drawings. She's asked them to draw the animals that go into the mm-hmm. ark. And mm-hmm. she's looking through the drawings. And some, and I I emphasise some of the drawings, yeah. actually properly look like kids' drawings. You know how in a ah. horror film where the creepy kid has been mm. doing drawings and then the mother finds yeah. the drawings? And it's always done by some incredible artist. It's got chiaroscuro <laughs> shading and so on. Yeah, it always looks amazing. <laughs> and these actually looked like naff kids' drawings. Yeah. Some of Come them. Come Timmy. Draw something fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Simon Cox did them himself. <laughs> with, his le- with his left hand. <laughs> left hand. Just like Da Vinci. Which is the one he writes with. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, so I thought that was quite cool. Apart from they get, as they go on, that starts to get more creepy images and they look a bit better. But... Yeah. The ones that look like yeah. kids' drawings look like kids' drawings. That's good. The, the one that had Lord Help, the one that was saying Lord yes! Help, was, was so oh fucking God. dark. I couldn't make out that it said Lord Help. I thought it said Lyra's Help. And I thought I'd missed someone called Lyra's. Like, Mighty you? Lyra's, the mythical hero. Azura High himself. They, they buried the lead. <laughs> Okay, I'll have the apocalyptic vision. It's quite hilarious. The, um, <laughs> just the special effects. Um, yeah, it was an early reassurance that we were in a, a terrible set of hands, and I appreciated that. <laughs> it was very no fate. <laughs> well, they tried to be no fate, yeah, but just with the worst phonate. possible. <laughs> I really, phonate. I did really enjoy how abstract it got when they entered the spaceship, and it was just flitting from scene to scene. Because the fact that it was just going from genre to genre, mm. I it just. It was clear that fucking all bets were off. Gloves, <laughs> yeah. gloves were off too, and he wasn't going to slow down for um to wait. Mind now, fucker. Yeah, it was really interesting. Wondering what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, agree. Oh. I love that he lobs a rock at the spaceship and it explodes. <laughs> I love it. He's just oh god, and the lob as well is just such a. He lobs a rocket and it blows up. I thought that was amazing. I love it. That is really good. And hey, I guess it kind of makes sense. They weren't designed for war. No. No. <laughs> it's early foreboding. <laughs> um, look, they got a lot of zombies. Mm. There's a lot they of people. Get, they managed to get a lot of zombies to form in a convincing swarm. Yeah, yeah, fair play. Good. That fucking hard home up in here. I liked it. Floyd executes a very good role when he's uh, shooting his co-patients in that assassin sequence mm. um yeah it's a very like tight tucked roll before you shoot <laughs> pop someone in the head there, there's a shot when all of the millions of ships start flying down to earth mm. um and there's a shot of like the moon and all yep. the all of the ships like are swarming across the moon like insects yep. that's a really cool shot i had that too yeah, yeah. that was a really good moment it was mm. um Reminded me of Mars Attacks because there's a moment with a similar thing in um, right. Tim Burton's Mars Attacks, but um, yeah, it was it was a really good shot that. And a couple of others too, like where suddenly the swarm gets very thick in the air as they sort of yeah, there was some good mm. stuff there. Yeah, and I think there's some like oh, oh, dramatic music happening at the same time, <laughs> yeah. which is maybe yeah. a bit much, but it sort of sort of made <laughs> it feel a bit 
ooh, cinematic. Some, you know, like, ooh, some of that music was dramatic as real. fuck. Yeah. If you just well, a low a good low budget film would have kept the camera fixed very much on Earth looking up, and you'd have seen like far off ships, and mm. you know, you'd have made it more menacing in that sense. Because imagine that. Imagine a movie that was entirely straight laced, and then suddenly you see that. It's sort of Cats look up at the moon and just see ships swarming across yeah, it. Yeah, that would have been scary, yeah. Menacing. Good. But another shot that I thought worked quite well is um, when the guy's in the middle of the ocean. And I'm sure he's just, you know, 20 feet out at Brighton Pier or something, but the um, the actual it did look quite good of him just sort of being in the middle of this great big void of water with the camera floating above him. That was, yeah. Yeah, mm. well done. Um, it was around that time, and there is another moment during this movie where there is a piece of music that is very reminiscent um, from... <laughs> Um, a piece from Inception, and I, I, I can't remember. It might be a Limbo piece. Yeah, yeah. Um, a bit like time. That <laughs> might be time. Anyway, mm. um, it it really fit with him, you know, being in the water. Um, just mm. something dreamlike about where he was, and I just got a real. For the first time, really, I had a real sense of where this movie wanted me to be. <laughs> <laughs> what it was trying to do. It, like it probably wanted me thrashing about in the water with Jeff, and yeah, and uh, it, it it achieved that. I've said a couple of these already, like the Toya Wilcox song at the end, like just yeah, like yeah. Will Smith style. I thought that was brilliant, um, <laughs> and then just the general ambition of it, and the fact that it was a bit of a mm. grassroots funded, crowd funded film. Yeah. Like it was made with a lot of love, and I really mm. appreciated that, and I had a fucking great time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, indeed. <laughs> um, okay, the woman laughing and disturbing the guy in the cinema bespoke a lost time where I was, t- I too was pissed off by people in cinemas, <laughs> and I felt even nostalgic about that of some fucker on his phone two rows ahead yeah. and someone laughing inappropriately. Mm. Just yeah, it, it really took me back. Um, the bad dad, because there's a sequence involving an abusive dad, uh, goes to grab a knife. And stumbles a bit in picking it up, <laughs> and it just really just destroys the menace of the character that he struggles to pick up this I knife. I wish I'd spotted that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, some some beautiful uh, stock footage of New York that I like. They yeah. definitely didn't film that, but like shots going over the bridge and of like streets and such. It you know adds a bit of a cinematic feel, and it's just nice to see New York yeah. in a busy city. Uh, a lot of these are just me being sad. <laughs> um, and finally, before the last big thing, um, yeah, in spite of the uh, terrible acting, Ellie Taylor's death was kind of affecting, you know, when it reveals that... Because mm, I'd yeah. forgotten all about the dead daughter. The film had managed <laughs> to allow me to forget all about it. So when she's outside of this church, and it's like, ah, oh, it's like um, the Book of Strange Things or something, and then suddenly um, we reveal, oh, she's by the daughter's death. Oh, that's really sad. She didn't want to leave her dead daughter behind on this planet. And, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That was affecting. Well, the the rousing music and the reveal that his wife made it, it it did, it mm. did make me go, oh, it was yeah, it, it was nice. Was even though, really. yeah, even though you know it's a bit on. of a baller move to have her just die, um, and him move on. Um, <laughs> I liked <laughs> I liked her and was glad that she was alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the idea that the human condition can't be fixed. Um, yeah, I, I liked it as an as an idea. It's interesting. It's a bit breen, but um. I missed it. I thought they all got fixed. <laughs> I thought that all their problems unilaterally got fixed across the board. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, maybe they're indivi- maybe they're individual problems, Paul. But the the human condition of um... not allowing themselves to be kidnapped by aliens—it is a yeah. fault of ours. The, the other things. Yeah, <laughs> can't fix everything, mate. 
<laughs> I missed the line of dialogue that expressed that theme. <laughs> well, it was in there. Um, genu- genuinely was. The astronaut has a fucking great accent, just that constrained, constrained British elite. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's no line of sight yet. Hold your horses. My God, man. One of his fellow accents had a less good... Uh, astronauts had <laughs> fellow, a, accents. fellow accents. We've got six accents for this flight. Um, <laughs> one of his fellow astronauts had a less good a- um, astronaut accent. <laughs> Doesn't he also say that was a that was a something game. a bit sort of dramatic when he when he's going to die? Like, and death Yeah, what does he say? Or something like... He gives it a good mm. lesbian yeah. line there. It's quite good. <laughs> yeah. And you, you, it's only weird. supposed you can... to blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird. You can see his agent's number in the background. <laughs> Simon Cox helps our actors. Um, I, the um, when in the I think it's the assassin sequence when they're dragging off Floyd. He goes, mm. "I'm I'm a trained assassin, trained assassin, trained assassin." <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, but then later on on. The just uh, uh, on the beach when uh, Floyd says he feels clear now. Uh, Thingo, short haired lass, she says uh, Floyd looks different. And after a moment of looking at him, she just smiles awkwardly. It was really sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> there was a moment between the two of them where they did that thing that only happens in movies where Floyd grabs her hand and she looks at the hand for a long time and then follows the arm up to Floyd. And it's like, why would you not just look at the face of the person whose hand you definitely just took? Yeah. You know, you don't have to. This is the first time anyone's done that. <laughs> what is this? Those aren't <laughs> all of my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's just me, love. It's fine. Speaking of short hair, mm, heroin lass. addict girl. Was it heroin yeah. addict? Um, I think so. Heroin, yeah. When she got thrown out Twelve. of the cinema, I went, "I wish you were all dead." <laughs> I thought that was a really good line. <laughs> I wish you were all dead. Very yeah. <laughs> I wish you were all dead. Um, it's like something you'd say to your parents, and it was sort of too familiar. Like she yeah, knew them. I agree. Do they throw her out every night? Or I did, did once have them? a bloke um, at Leicester Square hassle me and um, the person I was with. Goodman, I think I might have told you this story before. And I did say to him, "I, mm. I wish you didn't exist." <laughs> he was just hassling us on the street, and that was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> that does happen. Did you speak your mind? Yeah. This reminded me of um, I worked in a phone shop for about two weeks mm. before um, before I realised what the error of my ways <laughs> and um, knew better. Yeah, just, I, I should have known better anyway. But money, you know, ah, and um, money. Uh, during that two weeks, a lady came in and told the manager to suck his, suck his mum. <laughs> <laughs> so so I think mate. we can all agree that we've heard some wonderful things, <laughs> heard of and thought some wonderful things. Oh god. Um, yeah. Speaking of, uh, Floyd shoots something in the spaceship. It explodes, and then it cuts to him turning away and whistling as he walks off. Yeah. <laughs> Which, why? Yeah. <laughs> Just why? Like I said, he used to work mate. in children's TV. Is he... <laughs> yeah. Is he embarrassed about blowing something up on the alien ship that he thought he didn't belong on? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, that wasn't me. That was that was. Yeah, he's got a gun to arm Jesus. himself against what he perceives yeah. as evil aliens. And then when he breaks a bit of their ship, he's like, whoops. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, f- my final thing, um, before the final, final thing, mm. when Mark gets blown off the bridge. I've written Mark here. I don't know why, <laughs> but to me, he'll always be Mark. Tom, yeah. <laughs> That's your own truth. When he gets blown off the bridge and he falls with an 
Ah, <laughs> yes. The, the the shot of him is yes. a cutout. Thank you. I wrote yeah. the note, guy falling off bridge, and I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> and it's a cutout of him yep. moving a bit back and forth as it gets smaller. Yep, it was great. And, yeah. you, you know, you just... Very few films, <laughs> even even Inception looks a bit janky when uh, Elliot Page falls into mm. limbo. Yeah. You know? But... It's hard mm, to do falling well. This... It's it's hard to do falling well, and 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 unfortunately, more often than not, it's very funny. <laughs> yeah, oh Christ! Um, right. Well, that brings us to the final moment. I was watching this movie on my own, so most of the time, it's like when you're watching a comedy, you don't really laugh out loud. Often, you'll just be like, "Oh, that's really funny," you know, because laughing is yeah. a social thing. It takes something really funny to sort of take you by surprise to make you laugh when you're completely on your own. And I did that once in this movie. I just once laughed like a lunatic entirely on my own in my house, frightening my family. Um, and it was, <laughs> it was when um, Ellie, not Ellie Taylor, wakes up and she goes outside and she sees in the sky this fucking giant projection of Space Jeff and his rubbish red tie mid shot. And it, it cuts to a wide and reveals that he's being projected at sort of waist up to the entire planet. And yeah. he's just talking in his shit English accent <laughs> as message of hope to the entire planet. And what really slew me beyond control was the line, I only speak English, so please translate. <laughs> I only speak English, so please translate. <laughs> just something about I only speak English. And also just the idea that please pass this on as quickly as you can. <laughs> Uh, oh fuck! <laughs> that was pure. That was so good. That belongs in the annals of bad movie history, along with the guy jumping into the snake pool uh, uh, in um, whatever that movie was. Um, Jeffro, um, fucking the the you know high doggy scene in the room. It's that was yeah. that was really blissful. That was it's, inspired. Oh. It's sort of a bit of a. <laughs> like he's <laughs> like he's trying to get everyone organised. It's a bit of an email. Like it could have been an email. Like, like guys, yeah. I only speak English. Is there, have we got anyone on the team? Yeah, this is very much it, the kind of email I send where I've not done anything because <laughs> I've sent this. Please this email. I feel like I've done a lot. If you don't pass this on, all of our accounts will be hacked. <laughs> I think it would be really good for this to happen. Anyone? Anyone? Uh, he also did look like a Labour candidate there because he was yeah. like. I'm my name is Dr. Tom. And then you just expect him to be like, Are you tired of the bins not being collected? <laughs> you know? But also don't want socialism. <laughs> I'm the only alternative. <laughs> oh god. That was I'd vote for him. <laughs> you have to. Oh Christ. Well, look, that was that was uh, Invasion Planet Earth. Paul, did um did anyone anyone at all get in touch um from the OG team? the various social medias there was one person who got in touch just one there's one person at simon cox film oh that's uh, a coincidence yeah it's weird but um anyway simon simon cox says <laughs> it's a brilliant movie sure low budget but full of ideas and positive messages and it took me years to make uh, oh <laughs> years oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> It's so easy to slag off someone's work, continues Simon Cox, director of this movie. But not everything <laughs> should be compared to Hollywood. So, 
Simon Dude, Cox. Right, what have you done? Director of this what movie. Have done? Got in touch. Well, tweet didn't didn't get in touch. That's <laughs> egotistical of me. He he tweeted in response to the OG team message um, about an hour after I posted it. Uh, what time of day was that? UK time? Where so presumably he is. Probably nine a.m. Okay, so, he started his day. So he wo- he woke up, logged onto Twitter, and searched for his movie title because I did not at him. Or use the hashtag. Yeah, or use the hashtag. There is. And look, I'm not saying that I wouldn't do that if I had a movie out. <laughs> I might start. I I'm might do a ghost do account. I might do Donald Man. Yeah. <laughs> and tweet. I actually thought it was very good, actually, yeah. and very well directed. Yeah. So. Thank you, yeah. because I don't, we, I don't know how to process this, because it's rare. It's you, Tom Green, and Thunder Levin from Sharknado 3 who have gotten in touch. <laughs> and, and, and it's quite the trifecta. And, and We're still waiting for Neil Breen. Yeah, for the love of God, if you do know him... If you know um, what bridge Neil Breen is under, go and yell under it that we're looking for him, <laughs> because we'd love to hear from him. So, so it's, it's a lot to process. It is. Because not only do we have somebody saying the opposite of what we've said, but it's, <laughs> but it's the person who made it. Um, yeah, well, look... First of all, I love the idea that it only falls short in the context that we're comparing it to a Hollywood movie. Because look, <laughs> yeah. part of a small budget filmmaking is having a good idea of what you will be able to achieve with the means available to you. Yeah. And your story should be guided by that. Maybe not the initial writing stage where you want to be free and beautiful. Great, do that. Run wild in the forest of the imagination. But in pre-production, someone should have shown you what the ships are going to look like. <laughs> yeah. And you could have been like, huh, I might want to pare this down a bit so that we can focus on the stuff we can afford to do well yeah. which to be fair wasn't much um, but i mean what, what was the line it's easy to slag off someone's work yeah but not everything should be compared to hollywood indeed arguably the only thing easier in the film industry than slagging off somebody's work is dismissing the value of film critics from <laughs> our perspective no film comes from nowhere you know yeah we should be aware that every film we talk about every episode we've done no matter how cynical or shitty was somebody's brainchild, and some people put hard work into it, and we, mm. for our part, try to recognise that. Um, and it is worth us bearing in mind that, you know, that happens even as we undertake the more performative aspects of this, mm. um, because there are, definitely are some, um, because our work has to be entertaining as well. Yeah, we're responsible for the feelings we hurt in doing this, and we have to weigh that against our obligation to be honest and entertaining for the audience. Yes. But for Cox's part, you're not... Yeah owed anything because your film was hard to make or because the film has no. a positive message. Most Adam Sandler movies have an, a positive message cr- <laughs> crowbarred in at the end. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't get it a pass. No. The point is, if we had unilaterally pla- praised this film, which to be fair, we have piped it up quite a bit, I think. I, and I've got to say, I you know, I wrote, <laughs> the, the praise I wrote was before seeing this tweet. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> it's a genuinely entertaining film, perhaps not for the reasons he intended, but fuck, we're going to yeah. suggest you check it out. Um, but yeah, if we sure. had thought it was a brilliant sort of Nolan-esque um, sci-fi adventure, he'd have appreciated critics then as being a publicity tool. But that yeah. praise doesn't mean anything to anyone if we weren't honest with our audiences. Yeah, A critic's reputation is all they have, and they risk it every time they write a review, and we wouldn't be able to promote the work of people more talented than Simon Cox if we didn't call out, you know bad movies when we see them yeah that'd be the end of us that would be the end of us but hey we didn't just slag off the work we reviewed it and we went out of our way to find good things uh, which yeah. such is our approach yeah and if you didn't want your audience which is who we are to interact with your film then you shouldn't have taken up the bandwidth that someone else could have used mm. Mm? that was my lengthy <laughs> response to that <laughs> it was not piffy is it <laughs> <laughs>
I struggle with pithy. <laughs> Subtitle to our podcast. I think that's well said. Because I immediately <laughs> felt bad when I heard that reply. Mm. And thought, oh no. We, we, Fuck. I'm, we are dicks for doing this. But we just reacted to a film that we saw. And well, like exactly. I said, I did. I bloody loved it. Yeah. Um, not for the... Probably not the right reasons, but I mean, well, he made a film and I lapped it up. So thank that you. Is, that's a whole other discussion is the, the Edward, you know, Tommy Wiseau, mm. you know, you've made a thing. It's going to be consumed by people. It might not be yeah, for the reasons you wanted, but hey ho, here we well, go. I'm glad, I'm glad we had your yeah. input, Paul, because uh, as, as, a, as the criticist of all of us, as the most seasoned <laughs> critic, the one of us who's actually a critic, um, <laughs> f- well, I was going to say for money, but... Uh, uh, I guess I am technically a creed for money. Look, oh you, God, you are. Look, yeah. you, you're you're, you're are. a you're a film you're a you're a film critic, and I'm I'm here, and um, that like yeah, <laughs> movie good man. to get. I'm the, I'm the movie guy, and uh, I have some opinions, and I don't care who knows it, except for when directors get in touch with me. So it was good to have <laughs> good to have you articulate that because it helped helped yeah, me I'm... to understand my own role <laughs> a little better. <laughs> I'm very well accustomed to having to try and justify my own existence to <laughs> to others, so no worries. Yeah, good <laughs> But yeah, hey, we kind of liked your movie. <laughs> some of yeah. it, it was ambitious in some of the right places and hilarious in some of the wrong ones. By and large, this would represent an OGT recommendation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely wholehearted recommendation from me. <laughs> I thought you were going to say absolutely wholeheartedly. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Absolutely, bloody exactly. Absolutely wholeheartedly, absolutely. <laughs> Fuck England's good. Let's um, let's 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 talk about movies that are better than the one Simon Cox yeah. made. Let's do the one better thing. The one better thing. Oh fuck, Chris, do you want to start? <laughs> um, so apart from like all the obvious ones that it's clearly influenced by Independence mm. Day, Aliens, two thousand and one, War of the Worlds, and all that stuff, mm. um, I thought of a. I was trying to think of a low budget mm. film about aliens on Earth uh, by someone British, and I thought <gasps> of Gareth Edwards's Monsters. <gasps> My very one. Hey, Fantastic. Cool. Good stuff. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah, Monsters is is absolutely brilliant. I love it. Mm. Yeah. Um, awesome. It really is. It has got sort of homemade CGI, which I think he did himself. Um, Gareth Edwards mm. on his laptop, like at home. Mm. Yeah. But they're low budget, but they use sort of sparingly and that's key. blend in nicely. And and it's full of heart and the characters yeah. are really great. Yeah. And it takes its time and it's sort of quieter. And it's just a really, really great film. Yeah, crucially, the CGI Definitely. augments it, uh, what yeah. what you've got, you know, what you palpably yeah. have. It's, it's not there to replace. Mm. If you're, you're replacing, then we've always said this even about multi... Million dollar movies, Paul, like Birdemic. Um, you've got to, if it's replacing <laughs> something, then you should reconsider. Yeah. Mm. And I think what Gareth Edwards has subsequently proven in his um, uh, his films of, um, of Godzilla and Rogue One is that aside from anything else you want to say about those movies, visually, they are extraordinarily competent and very, you know, mm. striking mm. in many ways and have these sort of co- very coherent visual languages to them. That um, I think is just innate to the guy because he was all, he was director of photography um, of monsters. So mm, 
Right. He's definitely got an eye for the visual and a creativity that allowed him to overcome his budget. Yeah, I think. Um, so yeah, yeah. and really good actors as well. Yes, that couple really are really good. great. Scoot, Scoot McNary, oh, yeah. um, yeah, a guy I refuse to be able to recognise, and Whitney Abel. Yeah, mm. they're both brilliant, and they have really good chemistry. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah, really good film. I mean, the movie is mostly them. It's just about mm. their relationship, and it's you've got a bit of a mm. Scoot McNary yeah. hair, Scoot McNary thing going on, Paul. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely don't know. <laughs> I, I can't call him to mind. <laughs> Incidentally, you haven't recognised yourself in three years. <laughs> <laughs> I can't pick myself out of a lineup any day of the week. Too boring. It's him, though. Um, <laughs> I swear it is, Governor. <laughs> Governor, what's yours? Yeah, well, if we're looking at low-budget, high-concept sci-fi, I can't think of anything we better are. than Primer. But assuming Paul will mention this, or uh, Upstream Colour, <laughs> um, the next best alternative is Cube, with... A budget Ooh. of 365,000 Canadian dollars. It manages to be yeah. thoroughly engaging, smart and surprising, inventive in its gore and death, yes. very smart in its human relations. Um, mm. It's also directed by Vincenzo Natale. He's gone on to direct really interesting, very hit yeah. and miss stuff, um, but always <laughs> very memorable. Very interesting episodes of um, Hannibal and Breaking yes. Bad. Yes, the more abstract the more abstract episodes of Hannibal. Um, and Breaking Bad, he directed that. Oh, no, wait, did he direct Fly or was that Ryan Johnson? Did he do any Breaking Bad? Oh, God, I've lost all faith in um, Vincenzo Natalie having directed any Breaking Bad. And I'll yourself. look into it whilst you carry on. Okay, great. Well, that was it. That's all I've got to say. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Pressure's all on me. All right. I can buy in. you some time if you want, Paul. <laughs> oh, got a f- yeah. Sorry, Cube. Um, watch watch it. It's uh, like six people are uh, trapped in this cube, like this series of rooms. And uh, there are traps. It's, uh, it's saw-like or saw is cube-like, I suppose. And there are traps and they find that um, their individual abilities are uh, suited mm. to individual traps and they start to wonder why they're there. So, yeah, yeah that's so, the, that's the background to why you should watch Cube. Fuck yeah. I haven't seen Cube. I'm going to watch Oh, it's so it. good. Okay. It's yeah, great. definitely. It's it's like I saw it as a teenager and it was... Yeah, same. Yeah, really good. Um, he did not direct any Breaking Bad. He directed, as we say, six episodes of Hannibal. Uh, also directed some... Where was it now? I saw one I recognised. Uh, Luke Cage and Westworld. Ah, cool. Weirdly, in both cases, he directed the fourth episode of season one, so I guess that's his niche. <laughs> <laughs> um, my um, one better thing is a movie called Exam from 2009. Oh, yeah. Brit- Have you seen it? Is that the German film? No, it's British, and oh. it's um, it's it's a bunch of people. They show up for a job interview. They come in, and they're all sat behind desks, and there's a bl- piece of paper in front of them. They are told that their exam will start now. They have one hour to figure it out. They all turn over the page, and there's nothing written there, and they all just sit there and have to figure out what the fuck it is they're meant to be doing. So it's kind of like a really bleak episode of Taskmaster <laughs> um, with like little clues, and very much like Cube, it has little clues hidden around and little revelations that they make, and as the movie goes on, you realise that there's a lot of there's a lot of world building that goes on, and it turns out there's some sort of pandemic that's ravaged the world, and that having this job entitles you to a, a vaccine. So um, there's like, and this was 2009, so it's quite prophetic. But um, there's all sorts of reasons that people want this um, job, and it becomes like a character piece. It's a British film, so there's some ropey acting, um, <laughs> as you'd expect. I don't know what it is. There's something about the British accent that doesn't lend itself to. Um, natural dialogue (laughs) um but yeah it's really good it's a very interesting film and it on a very low budget and with one location manages to build a convincing and compelling world so yeah it's good stuff i haven't seen that either i will watch that as well (laughs) a little 
Play Let's all there. watch each other's films. Examine Cube makes a really good double bill. Okay. Examine Cube. Examine, Examine the Cube. cube. <laughs> the one better thing. Paul, how can... Uh, well, no, Chris, how can people examine your cube? How can people <laughs> find out about your projects? What's your Twitter stuff and et cetera? Um, so the podcast that I do is called Left of the Dial. It's mm. on Spotify. Paul Salt was on the last episode about films yeah, and hero. film music, um, which was really great. It's I imagine there's probably a link in the podcast description. <gasps> there might be. I've just created oh. some admin for one of you. Look beneath the baby stuff. Sorry, I don't. I don't mean to be a dick about that. <laughs> Your thing is is definitely top. You prick. I checked. <laughs> um, I will and, pare it down. <laughs> and the t- twitters and stuff. Is, I don't have any socials for the podcast, but my own Twitter oh, okay. is at Boswina. If you fancy it, mm. <laughs> you find out what Chris is about. Definitely do. <laughs> Um, Goodman, how can people find out about this box? So they can do so on Facebook and Twitter at OGT Pods. They can uh, have I told any of you about the baby beard show that I'm on. Um, <laughs> it's called Paul Cthulhu. It's really good. Um, it's very probably, good. And Paul's great. Better than this. Yeah. Um, I sound alive in it. Um, <laughs> and French. <laughs> and French. Same thing. <laughs> Brits. Um, <laughs> de vie. Yeah. We, we do more, more of this. Mm. If you like this, you should check out that episode. What if they don't like this? You, can, you should check out this episode. Mm, I know. <laughs> Got episodes for all. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on all good podcatchers. Uh, and we have a Patreon where if as little as a dollar a month, you can get exclusive access to fantastic, to Paul you've ever wanted. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's keep that going. Oh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm actually going to change the Patreon name at some point, um, whether you want it or not. And it's Paul just you've gonna... ever wanted is the best Patreon name that we've ever it's the best thing you've it. ever done. It's the best thing I've ever done, and I'd love to see it celebrated a little. <laughs> Immortalized. It's my um, pre-Renaissance room. <laughs> <laughs> Immortalized in, uh, in, uh, behind a paywall. A pre-Renaissance um, room is also a good name for a Patreon. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Le- less appeal than Paul ever wanted, though, I fear. So uh, I'm going to save it for... Less punny. Save it for something. Paul I've ever wanted, we could save for our musical of our, of our show. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Got a whole lot of shit coming out on there. We're going to mm. go... Uh, Gonna go. Gonna go. We're gonna go. Uh, another DVD challenge with uh, Mr. Chris Attaway mm. from uh, Left of the Dial podcast. Looking forward to that. Love that. Uh, and then after that, we've well, don't know. We've got a whole bunch of stuff coming out. Some Let's Plays. We've got a pitch coming out at some point. I don't know. Mm. If you are interested in really getting to grips with uh, works by artists that take them several years and met with very little critical acclaim, you could get uh, a hold of my copy, a copy of my novel Dockhead. Oh, fuck uh, yeah, which, mate! Which I spent about six years making, and uh, some people have read. Uh, so, um, Simon, if you want to repay the favour um, and tell tell some jokes at my expense, then then please please go for it. We're in there together. No, mate, you can't fault um, your space battles. They're great. Definitely not the uh, sex scenes, Paul. They're horny as fuck. They are horny as fuck. <laughs> if I've got one talent, <laughs> talking about cocks. I'm Paul Cox. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so good at this. Um, and remember, the one good thing about Invasion Planet Earth is the bit where Cyber Barry gets projected to an entire nation and offers a <laughs> entirely inaccessible message of peace. <laughs> <laughs>